Buongiorno, mamina. Buongiorno, figlia mia. So, mother, cheers. Welcome to the podcast. Cheers to the ex-podcast. How did you know dad was the one? I knew because every mom has a favorite child. I can't say that I do. You're all three different. So, Jordan, what about Alessia makes you most proud? What do you think is the hardest part about being married? How do you feel about me having a podcast? So what are your thoughts if I were to date a guy who is a lot older than uh, me? Who am I to judge? You are the number one to judge. Are you actually going to lie on this podcast? I have a very fit mom. I um, think I'm fit. You're very active. You are 63, you're going on 63 years old. And every time someone meets you, they're like, wow, can I have your abs? I'm so jealous. Like, is it jeans? What is it? guys welcome back to the x podcast if you are new to my channel don't forget to like follow and subscribe i am on itunes spotify and youtube and snapchat so mother cheers welcome to the podcast cheers to the x podcast i'm happy to have you i'm actually I very can't say that i'm happy to be here but i know i'm and warming I'm, I'm warming up to the idea i was really worried about having you on because Obviously, like your first language, what you're better at speaking in is Italian. Do you want to say something in Italian? Grazie a tutti. Dice un'altra cosa. Uh, buongiorno a tutti e vi ringrazio di guardare la Exa Podcast. Exa Podcast. Ex, the ex, the ex that you always come back to. Yes. So I was very nervous about having you on. Uh, but why? I think when I have someone who's exactly me, an older version, creeps me up a bit. You're kind of used to it, though. Yeah, I'm used to it because I have no choice because you're my mother. But So why did you want me on, then? Because I want to give people what they want. This is not for me. Oh, I see. It's for the viewers. I thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, literally. Every time I think of Aperol with you, I think you're going to be wasted in 10 minutes because of Italy. I'm not a drinker, so one little drink and I'm Off to giggly. The God knows we need that at this point. So, guys, we actually are refilming this again. Um, I thought our first take was really good, so no pressure. It was funny. It went too smooth. So It went too smooth, and in true us fashion, it was be. too good to be true. It was definitely too good to be true. On the podcast here, we talk a lot about dating and the world we live in today. I feel like when you met dad, it was a different world for sure, but I think there's a lot to pick your brain on because I wouldn't say necessarily all the things that... Um, our society is doing is the best and I feel like sometimes you know learning from the oldies is always good some always. things I think you know they have changed and we've outgrown but I think a lot of I don't know a lot of wisdom comes from um, your generation so or I'm the generation before me yes so I want to start with your relationship with dad, how you guys met, and then we'll take it from there. Okay. I met your dad 40 years ago. We've been married for 38. How old were you when you started dating? So I started dating your dad at uh, 22. Okay. How did you guys meet? We met at an amusement park by accident. I wasn't supposed to go there that day, and neither was he. So we decided to go there because it was a beautiful day. And uh, I was just walking around looking at the Ferris wheel and I was talking and walking at the same time. And I bumped into this you were alone? person. I was with some friends. He was with some friends. And uh, I bumped, t totally bumped into him by accident. So I turn around and I'm apologizing and we started talking. And he says, what are you girls doing? So straight out of a movie. Straight out of a movie. He was carrying a beer mug that he had just won at one of the games. You know what's funny? You don't like amusement parks. I'm surprised you were I there. I don't like amusement park. I'm afraid of heights. And he doesn't like uh, uh, rides as well. But we ended up. What are the odds? What are the odds? We both ended up there because my friends brought me there and his friends brought him there. I guess it was meant to be. 
It was meant to be. Okay, so you meet at an amusement park, and then did you like Dad when you first met I him? I didn't like him right away. What, I thought what he was you? okay. I didn't like the way he was dressed or the way he was walking. I found it was he was a little bit weird. But uh, again, I was very picky. I looked at everything. Yeah. And I I never thought I would get married before thirty or thirty five because of how extremely picky I was. Mm-hmm. But I guess everything changed when I met him. Uh, things just seemed to work very well okay so let's kind of back up a little bit so you meet dad you first meet him you don't like the way he's dressed that's I hilarious like- i feel like that's very similar to me i'll meet someone i'll be like <gasps> but I'm, I'm growing out of that i'm like if this is oh, a absolutely. perfect person like guys the things we can control and the things we can fix is absolutely someone's dressing so if you find the perfect guy and you don't like the way he dresses that's fixable. Like, let's choose our ex wisely. Of course, of course. I would definitely agree with you there. I mean, after that, I was telling him what I, to wear. I was telling him which clothes to buy. But anyways, he had a nice body. He looked good. He just went out with a French girl, and he dressed very French. <laughs> Mom! So, of course, I was walking at the amusement park. I decided to wear a brand new pair of shoes. And, of course, the the back of the shoe was so hard. It was rubbing on my skin. I had two huge blisters. Typical. That's something that would happen to me. Could not walk. I was not able to walk on those shoes. Killing me. So, this guy that I I just bumped into says to me, here, here. Wear my flip-flops. I'm there. What are you going to wear? It's okay. He says, I'm able to walk barefoot. Oh, my God. I'm there. You're kidding me, right? He says, no, no, no. Here, wear my flip-flops. So this guy that was wearing these flip-flops that I absolutely hated (laughs) is now lending them to me to walk around in his flip-flops. Guys, if he wanted to, he would. Uh, um, I think that's so funny. So he walked around. The amusement park. Okay, that would never happen. Barefoot. That would never happen. And carrying my shoes while I was walking with his flip-flops. That's crazy. With blisters on my feet. Okay, so that's crazy. I Like, there's no gift shops there? He didn't buy a pair of shoes? There's a lot of questions. I guess not. <laughs> I'm just thinking about this. I just said, this guy's really weird giving me his shoes. Like, he's a little he too weird? nice. Or, like, did no, he but just he was like so you? sweet, but... It's a little too sweet. <laughs> so you didn't like growing up the sweet guy? No, of course I did, but... A little bit, like, mom. Is it real or is it fake, you know? Yeah, but, like, I feel like every girl likes a little bit of I the mean, asshole. I mean, yeah, you kind of, like, why is he doing this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you questioned, I questioned his character. His, I questioned it, but he was... He seemed, like, really authentic. And we were both Italian. We lived both in the same neighborhood, and what are the odds? What are the odds? Uh, go figure. I used to be going to Lester B. Pearson. He was at Hingston. Okay. Um, okay, so then you meet. So and we then- meet, and uh, we walked to the park, his friends, my friends, but I didn't want to show that I was interested in him. He didn't want to show that he was interested Mom, in me. Mom, he took off his shoes. This was towards the and end. And gave you his flip-flop. I'm sorry, and walked around the amusement park barefoot, and you don't think you should have to show he's interested. I guess. I just didn't see you it You weren't that interested. Way. I think Dad... I think men in general, they'll always, like, pursue someone they like. And I think women are a bit slower with, like, I think so. Well, there. maybe not all women, but for sure that was the case for me. Yeah. Okay. And then... And then we, he asked me for my number. And, I, of course, I did not give my phone number out because back then we didn't have cell phones. You're like, if you start calling me, my mom's going to answer the <laughs> None phone. Gonna I answer. ain't giving you my phone number. So I'll take your number and all your friends. And all number, of your friends. Because I didn't want to show who I was interested in at the time. And the, so this way, I had the control if I wanted to call him or not. Okay. So. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know. It worked out for me. <laughs> it worked out for you, I guess. Um, okay. So then you leave. And then what? You we leave. And I had his number. And my girlfriends were saying, aren't you going to call him? Aren't you going to call him? I go, yes, let's call him. So when I called him, he says, well, 
I'm throwing a party at my house. My parents are going to Italy, and I have the house to myself, and I'm throwing a party. Would you girls like to come? Of course. Sure. <laughs> you love a good party. So I said, for sure. You love a good so I call social all my girlfriends. <laughs> We're going to a party. <laughs> I was 22 at the time. And that's it. So we went to his house, to his party that he threw. There wasn't many people. It was a calm party. And uh, I saw him a little bit differently at that party. I started like, wow, to, his style isn't so yeah, bad. It's not so bad. A skinny little leather tie. He was wearing tight pads. Okay, it's not so bad. It's not sounding nice. I saw, nice this, I saw this reel that was like, you guys think everyone is gay in today's world? You should see the way our our, our dad's dressed. You would have really thought they were all gay. And it's so true. Why were you guys so in like tight Elvis tight pants? Outfits? I remember he was wearing a little leather tie, very skinny little tie. But he looked cute. He had dimples, but he's still cute. Um. Okay. So then you meet and then we went to this party mm -hmm. and we hit it off. I liked him after that, and you you we looked, exchanged phone numbers. You mean you gave him Nana's phone? <laughs> I gave him my mom's phone num number. Yeah. Oh boy. But at the time, we were allowed to have another line in our room. Okay. So I remember with my sister, we got an, another phone with another line, with a different phone number. So my sister and I that shared the room, we got another line with another uh, phone that we were able to have to, for ourselves. So I gave him that number. When did you realize, like, okay, we're, we're serious? Well, I didn't realize we were serious, but I, I guess we were connecting. He liked me a lot. I liked him a lot. And he was trying to figure out what to do with his life. So he decided to go to Algeria to work for three months. He says, I might go for three months or six months. If I go, would you wait for me? He wanted to make sure before going that I was going to wait for him, that I wasn't going to be out there dating other men. Mm -hmm. So I said, yeah, I am going to wait for you. And that's what happened. He went to Algeria for three months. And we wrote to each other every day. Because back then, no cell, no FaceTime, nada. <laughs> just writing. And wow. the letters took a week. Again, every, every, uh, every week I would wait for his letter. I still have the letters. And can you, I wish you would have brought one to read it. Uh, no, that's a bit too personal. <laughs> I would have loved to read something. Um, okay, so you guys are writing letters to each other. We're writing letters it's literally to each the other. No so I knew it was serious because I wasn't ignoring him. He wasn't ignoring me. We were in contact every day through letters. So okay. that means a lot, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, in this generation, we're just hoping for a hey. In that generation, you guys are sending letters. It's, I think that's so beautiful to like think and so sad for our generation. Well, or I, I guess, don't know if it's a generation thing or if it was because we really wanted to be in contact, know each other, be together, make sure that we were trusted each other right away because when he went to Algeria, he opened an account and he put my name on the account saying... Uh, <laughs> Uh, can you do my banking? Because I'm going to be getting direct deposit. Uh, can you take care of it? And I thought, for sure. But this guy really trusts me. He's yeah, really going to go spend all his money. Under He's working imagine, there. He imagine. <laughs> oh, my God. Because whatever he was earning was a direct deposit into his account over here. So well, uh, Daddy he was didn't always, get to see it. Daddy was always a hard worker, eh? Daddy was always a hard worker. Um, okay, so... You, he comes back from Algeria three months or six months after? He came back after three months. He didn't want to stay the six months. Because of you. I guess. So uh, when he came back, we were already starting to talk about engagement and wedding. It just happened so fast. Wow. It felt so right. Yeah. And how did you know dad was the one? I knew because of uh, the way I was feeling, the honesty, the simplicity, the way that we were together. There was no questions is he the one? It was just obvious. Like when you walked down the aisle, you never had questions of, never. am I making the right decision? Never. I walked down that aisle not even questioning what I was doing, 100% certain. Wow. So when you know, you know, basically. I think so. That's how it was for me anyway. Okay. So now you get married. You're, you, you met at 22. You get married at how old? We got married at 24. 
Okay, so you're 24 years old, you're married, and then... We did a lot of traveling. We went, uh, we did traveling together. We worked. I opened up a little boutique. He had, he was opening up his little uh, construction company. And about four and a half years later... Four and a half. Almost five. Alessandro was born, my first son. I have two brothers. I'm the youngest. Who's your favorite? Don't lie to me and say well, you're you my favorite daughter. Favorite. You can't say you're that. You're my favorite daughter, I'm obviously. Your, I'm your only daughter. You're my favorite daughter. Mm-hmm. Every every mom has a favorite child. I can't say that I do. You're all three different. You are all three special in Do you some feel way. like you love the person who's the most like you? Well, the one that I can connect to the most for sure. So basically, the one that 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 can, can communicate with me, that talks to me, that's honest with me, sure. So Jordan, I think so because <laughs> I think what I admire the most about you and Dad is not that you've been married for thirty-eight years, but you guys never threatened the "I'm leaving you," "I'm gonna divorce you," even in heated arguments. I feel like that's something I've definitely like heard from a lot of like friends of mine or just like any friends who have gone through divorce. They they speak about how messy it is and I thought and I thought about it and I was like I think what comes out of your mouth is the most important thing and I think the fact that you guys kind of were like we're in this together there is no other option like yes we are gonna have our disagreements but you guys never threatened that upon each other I think is such a beautiful thing especially considering our day and age you know one fight happens we're ready to drop everything it's like we're not as patient with like working things out. And I thought that that was so beautiful and something I really admire about you and dad's relationship. I never even thought about that way. Cause for me, it was never an option. Those words would never have come out of my mouth. That's not something you say to someone that you love and that you've built a home and children with absolutely never crossed my mind to even say that. Yeah. So I didn't even, I never even thought about that, but you're right. There's a lot of people, including some of my friends that, that does come out of their mouth. Yeah, I thought that's something as I got older, I realized like, wow, I think there's something so beautiful. Like obviously love goes through a, a million different stages, stages. but I think knowing that you found somebody that no matter how hard life gets and no matter what happens, it's never an option. We're together. We're going to work on it, compromise. Like I think that's so beautiful in what I've seen in you no, and dad. That's that's nice. I think that's what makes me a very confident person. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think that the fact that I have all the stability makes you very confident. Yeah. The instability, the unsureness gives you a little bit of that, who am I? What am I doing with my life? Obviously, this is a hard question to ask because it's very personal to each person, but... How do you choose the right person? Like, how do you, how did you know dad was the one? Well, for me, I knew because everything just fell into place. Everything was easy, smooth. Uh, nothing was complicated. Uh, I never questioned, is he going to call me? Is he going to text? I knew where we were going with this. We were both on the same page. We were both, uh, you know, in love with each other. We were both looking for a future together, a simple, honest future. Mm-hmm. And I guess it worked out for me. Yeah. And what would you say is like the biggest thing to look for when looking for a partner? Like I would say honesty. Honesty? Honesty. You have to make sure that that person is honest, that you're comfortable with him, that that uh, you feel like secure and mm-hmm. and of course him with you as well uh, that's what worked for me and of course you know then it's easy to build a life together yeah um okay and what do you think is the hardest part about being married i think the hardest thing about relationships is uh, when you don't agree you have to be able to compromise uh give in sometimes uh do you find yourself giving in more I think times I than give, not? i give a no he gives in a lot of the times but i give in a lot of the times as well i would say it's a 50 50 give or give and take give and take i mean a lot of things he wants to do i say no right off the bat and then i end up doing them yeah you know that i know that um yeah 
Um, okay, so what do you think is the hardest part about our generation and dating? Because I feel like you met dad and you knew he was the one and there's not so many options and you're not on social media. So obviously it's like easier to to kind of, I guess, be like, this is it. This is my life. We're sticking together. Yeah, it was easier because we didn't have that social media. So when you met someone, it was in person. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't have I didn't have that social media to compare as much as you guys do. I don't think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm hardly ever on social media. And now when I am, I find myself comparing myself to others and other relationships. And I'm there. Wow, that's really unhealthy. That that would have fucked me up back then, I think. I think it would have changed things. Yeah, I definitely think it's it's the biggest struggle we face in our in our new generation is always thinking there's better, always having to like it's it's harder to commit because it's like, well, what if there's someone better? And it's like you reach a point where it's like it's really not even about finding someone mm. better. It's about finding somebody that you're willing to just be like, okay, let's do this life together. We have the same values. We want the same things. Mm -hmm. And being able to just like have fun with each other. Have fun, be honest, and uh, be together. Like really wanting the relationship, mm -hmm. feeling connected with the person, feeling confident that he is your man. Yeah. You know? So... When you decided to have kids with dad, you were a stay-at-home mom. Well, I was working, and then when I had my first child, I stayed home. I was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, Do you think that that made dad work harder because he was like, okay, you're home? He was a breadwinner, so yeah, he had to work harder, so that would make my days longer. I was alone a lot of the times. I feel like people have this perception where they're like, oh, wow, like she doesn't want to work. She's a stay at home mom. She's raising three kids. But in a lot of ways, that's that's a full time job and more in its own. Well, we all know that that's a full time. Yeah, job. Yeah, but I feel like in our society, it's like, oh, uh, a woman doesn't want to work. Like there's a lot of those well, type of men. I guess now you need kind of two salaries because the cost of living is so high. But for me. Uh, I was grateful that I was able to raise my kids myself. They didn't have to go to daycare. They stayed at home with me mm -hmm. all the time. And uh, I, I love that. I, I would never have changed that. Yeah. Of course, you know, we didn't have the biggest house or the better car. But to me, less was more. It was more important to be with the kids. But for some women, they're more career-oriented, which is fine, too. So it's a choice you make in life. Yeah. No, but I, I actually... It's tough because, you know, even me now, like I'm finding myself, I want to be independent. I want to be able to just like do whatever I want, not blink like and everything. But I can't imagine being like a mom. I would not want to be having so many responsibilities. I would want to raise my kids the same way you did. I think seeing how you did it is very inspiring. And a lot of people can be like, oh, well, she was a stay at home mom. Like it's so easy to raise kids. Like, no, it's not. Yeah, but um, you have to have a supportive partner. That's very important as yeah, well. For sure. For sure, because you both have to agree on this. It's not going to be easy just for you to make mm -hmm. that decision. And don't you feel like it helped dad, like, hustle more? Because he was like, M mom's not working. I got to take care of these three kids. I took care of the three kids. I took care of the household. I took care of cleaning the house. I did everything myself because I wasn't working. I felt that I had to do everything you yeah. know, I had to clean the windows. I didn't call the guy to clean the windows. I had to do my own windows. Yeah. I had to bring the kids. Uh, I had to bring them to school, pick them up. He he had his full-time job. But that worked for us. It may not work for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that was my thing at the time. Yeah. But maybe it would be different today, but it worked for us. Mm -hmm. No, it's um, honestly like... Just the fact that I was raised not by nannies and raised by you, I think, really forwarded me into, like, the person I am today, obviously. Um, but what I wanted to say was that there are certain things that I hated growing up that I felt like I was like, why are you doing this to me? Why are you making you have my no life? Like, I why? remember I would always this. be like, you have no life. You always used to say, like, when you get over when you get older, you'll understand why I did certain things. And there's a couple. So I thought we can talk about them because okay. that's 
maybe going to make you just pat your pat yourself on the shoulder. But one of them is you never allowed me to have sleepovers. And at the time, I hated you for it. I was like, you're not the cool mom. Like, why are all my friends able to have sleepovers? Why do I have to go home at the end of the night? Like, you suck. And, you know, every time I go to my friend's houses, like you never had junk food. It was always healthy eating. And you would always be like, if you want to have a sleepover, sweetie, they come to our house. But you're not allowed sleeping at their place. And I was always like, why? Why is my mom the witch for? And now as I get older, I understand a lot more. For me, it was safer. I knew that you were sleeping at home. I never minded go to your friend's house, enjoy yourself. But when it comes time to sleep, you sleep at home, baby. But why why is it? Were you scared I was gonna get raped? I don't know like, what goes what on. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors because some people could look really, really nice, very friendly, very nice, and then you don't know what goes on behind closed doors and why take the chance. So I preferred you always sleeping, whether it was you or your brothers, you come home. Say you rape. don't say that word rape. You know, I just wanted to like just say Don't it. say that word rape. Nothing to do with rape. I well, I was not comfortable. I was not comfortable with you well, sleeping. I, I thought it was just more the idea of like, if you don't know the my friend's parents, were you like scared I was gonna get molested? Like, what was the reasoning? No, I just don't know them well enough for you to sleep over. I felt comfortable you coming back home. I didn't see the necessity for you to sleep at someone's house. You have a good time. You're there all day. And then when it comes to sleeping, you come home. Your brother's the same thing. They used to go over a friend's house and then they wanted to sleep over. And I didn't like that. It was, what if they have a gun? What if uh, the kids, uh, you know, you hear, I hear so many stories. They could have a gun in the house. The kids go play with it. You know, when you're with together with other kids, you do crazy things. So why take a chance? I was just overly cautious so you come back home at night you come back home you go back the next morning i'll bring you early <laughs> oh my god it's i'll just bring you sound, back early the next morning like you like oh I my just, god i'm I feeling just like i felt like i would never have changed that yeah i think that's something now that um i would definitely implement as as much as i hated you for it i totally get it now another thing for me was that I was like one of the last ones of my friends to get a cell phone. And I was always like, I don't get it. Like why I have to be the last one to get it. Thank God. I don't get why I have to be the last one to get a cell phone. Like I'm not the cool girl with a phone. I have to like watch my friends on phones. And now I get it. It's like it made me have a childhood. It made me more like outdoorsy. Social. Number one for sure. You never threw an iPad in front of my face. Never had an iPad. I mean, never would put the TV on here, watch a movie. It was let's go out, let's go have fun, let's go for a walk. It was never here's the TV on, watch a movie. Never for all three of you. Yeah, never. I think those are the things that I appreciate now, but totally didn't think you were a cool mom. I then. guess I wasn't cool. Now I think you're a cool mom. I My still friends, don't watch TV. Yeah, I know for sure. I watched uh, George Janko's podcast with Andrew Tate and I thought it was so good. And there was actually a part in there that I wanted to touch on with you because I thought it really opened my eyes to it. And it was depression. So I feel like when I was younger and I would come up to you and or, like something would happen and I would be like sad about it. You never like allowed me to be sad, which in some way I don't feel like is right. But in another, it was just kind of like move on, like choose your fucks wisely, like get over it. Uh, what you're worried about now won't, won't matter in the future. So just like keep it moving. I think that's what really built me to have a strong character. I'm glad you said that. I'm yeah, glad you're saying that. I don't that. think I, I realized that then, but... You're you didn't just have time to dwell on the little things. That's nothing. Pick yourself up and let's go. Let's yeah, move on. You really built like, me to be Don't dwell on something strong, so little. Come a strong on. character. And I even noticed that now with like, I don't know if it's like having brothers and being the youngest and just being bullied or like just having like a that tough bullied that bad mom you every time I would fight, you would never take my side because you would overpower everybody else. You would overpower your brothers by I'm screams. a girl. They're two boys. Yeah, but you would yell so loud. It was like, what is going on? No, but we don't have time to dwell on little things. And you would cry on little things. It was like, come on, get up, girl. Let's go. That's that's yeah, really nothing. Yeah, you were never like, oh, sweetie. You never, never did the whole like, 
I feel bad for you. Never, never. And like now that I'm actually dissecting that, that's interesting because I would say I have a very tough character now. And that explains it. Like my mother was always the type of mom that was like, get I over never it. Say, Nothing oh, is a big deal. You. It's never i was deal. never and i think that's what makes me see depression a lot differently than people because i was raised in an environment where that was not even an option no still today still today what it's are you doing like, girl man come on let's get up let's go yeah those are the two nice things i'm gonna say about okay, you let's, let's let's hear the negative things <laughs> Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. Oh, how much how much time do we have on this <sighs> podcast? How do you feel about me having a podcast? I know you had your opinions about me sharing things about my life online. You didn't like that idea. You wanted me to be a more private person. How are you feeling that how how did you feel then and how do you feel now if it's changed? I still kind of feel the same. I know that you're very authentic to your podcast and you're not fake in any way. And I think that bothers me a bit because sometimes People take things uh, differently, and I'm not crazy about that because I know who you are as a person. So revealing everything about you, uh, for me, is a little bit uh, not sure. I'm not really crazy about it, but you're when I see you so happy doing it and helping others, I think it's beautiful. 50-50? I'm, I'm, I'm warming off. I'm warming up to the to the fact that uh, that you love it and that makes you happy. So whatever makes you happy in the end. Are you gonna cry? No, no. Because I'm very private person. I don't post pictures on Instagram. I don't post pictures on Facebook. I don't reveal much of my life. Uh, I don't feel the necessity to show everyone here. I'm at the gym. Look at my abs. Look at what I can do. I just don't yeah. feel the need to share that maybe because i'm confident in myself and that i have a good Are relationship you calling me not confident <laughs> no so that's how i see myself but i could see how life has changed now with all the social media mm -hmm. maybe i would be doing the same thing i don't know but I, i'm warming up to it but i still think you're a little bit too much on social media Here's the thing, mom. It's like I can choose to do a podcast and share like the bare minimum and do it. But then it wouldn't be authentic to me. I wouldn't grow and people wouldn't care to listen. So it's like when you do something and you dive into it, it's like all in. Yes. Have I learned certain things about talking about certain things that I'm going to maybe wheel it back? There's definitely things I'm learning while having a podcast. And I think the hardest thing about having a podcast is things I thought I agreed with I completely changed in a year and like people are gonna hold me to that of course when when this blows up in two years it's like of course what I said in 2019 still stands but we I can change have a, I change and I we grow and I just people do it every day and I'm doing it on a on a camera so I think that's definitely the most difficult thing for sure um, for sure because people judge you people will judge you yes but I think going back to you raising me to have a tough character I think is the reason I'm able to do it because because it, I know myself I'm secure in myself so that's right. whatever someone says at the end of the day is not living my life is not me and I, I don't really care the people that know you and that love you will know you will know what's true and what's yeah, not exactly and I heard this thing that was like if you don't have my phone number and you have an opinion about me then your opinion doesn't matter nor will it affect me I mean it it affects you a little bit because you don't want them to think that of you, but you can't control what everybody else is going to think or do. I, I can only control what's in my vicinity and anything that's not, woo, anything that's not is not my problem. Absolutely. And, um, I think that's the thing that gets, uh, people get irritated the most about me is that it takes a lot to disturb me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's my superpower. Because you're confident in yourself. You're confident when you do something, you're doing it because you really want to do it. So yeah. they can't really affect you because you're not, you're not, um, deciding you're sure of what you're doing. And that's why we're such strong characters. Yeah. But uh, I've seen you grow from uh, the first podcast to the one you are right now and a big, big difference. But we change, we grow, we experience, we learn. 
Okay, so someone asked, what advice would you give your daughter when it comes to picking a partner? So... Wait, first of all, do you have trust in the partner I'm going to choose? I think so. Yeah? I think so. Okay. I think so because I think you you were brought up in a good environment. I think so. Okay, because like two months ago you say, I still worry that you might make the wrong decision. I say that, (laughs) but... Deep down inside, I know you'll make the right decision. Thanks, Mom. I, I do. I'm hoping that I'm right. I, I think you will. I think you have a lot of good examples because, I mean, I've been married for 38 years. Your aunts are all married. Uh, you're, you've been surrounded by people that have long-lasting relationships. Yes, but we're living in a different we are, world. But, but Yes, but I hear you. I heard a quote the other day. And they said, when you meet someone, be cautious of their childhood, because even though they have changed, they bring their childhood, their experiences in their relationships. It ends up coming out. Yes, of course, they change, but who they were brought up, how they were brought up comes into the relationship. So I find that true. I find that to be true. I agree, but I also disagree with that because I think like a lot of times just because you've been married for 38 years doesn't mean you're not fucked up. You know what I mean? As a child, sometimes people, parents who have been together for the longest time are. are. Mm, that's uh, what I'm saying. So it doesn't really mean anything. I mean, if you. I, I definitely would agree with you, though, that I've been they're shown they're, a good. Let me speak. I think I definitely would agree with you that I've been shown a good example. So in that case, yeah, I don't think it's the case for everyone doesn't mean because you know no but i'm not talking their relationships I'm traumas in their life yeah i'm not necessarily just talking about relationships their traumas in their life growing up when they were child when they were younger ch- children they bring that in even though they fix themselves and they're different people yeah but doesn't everybody have trauma that, doesn't yes, everybody have certain exactly. things exactly and you bring that into your relationship yeah you just have to find someone whose traumas match someone else well no you have to you have to be aware that that is the case that he might bring his that he will bring the, the his past into your, the relationship as a child yeah what should I look for? I think when you choose the right partner, it has to be easy, simple, honest, pure. So you're obviously a very fit. I have a very fit mom. I um, think I'm fit. You're very active. You are 63, going on 63 years old. And every time someone meets you, they're like, wow, like, can I have your abs? I'm so jealous. Like, is it jeans? What is it? Uh, I'm very fit because I love exercising. That keeps me young. That keeps me motivated. That keeps me happy. It's my happy place. May not be for everybody, but it works for me. I've been exercising since my firstborn. I've always been active. I'm not a couch potato. I love going to the gym. I love being with people and it, it thrives me. So it's fun. It's fun. It's fun that I have a happy place to go to. I love group classes because I'm with a group. We motivate each other. The teacher shows you the moves and you do them. And it just works for me. It may not work for anybody else. But When did you start being super? I mean, you were always active, but you started going to the gym and doing your group classes. When I had my son, after three months that he was born, I decided I'm hitting the gym. And, and I think what's annoying is that ever since. A, a lot of people will be like, oh, it's because you have good genes that you have like a good body and abs. And I think like it annoys me when people say that because I see how hard you work and like you're just very active. And I think that goes with, you know, living a pure lifestyle where you eat healthy, you, you're you eat clean and you're just always active. I think it all goes together. I think for me, it goes all together. A, a marriage that's healthy, pure, honest, and then. Uh, very simple eating, clean ingredients, and going to the gym. For me, I love it. I love it. I think everybody should go to the gym for physical and for your mental health. But you got to find something you love. Yeah, I know it sounds cliche, the gym, but it really, but really But you don't works. have to do the gym. If you're not a gym person, then you should just, like, 
involve yourself anything, in anything anything that you love to do anything that's that I think one thing I realized that my mom and I are very similar in is like well I think you can get into TV shows and you can be a couch potato but you choose not to I'm not uh, I think a lot of times it's it's not about like oh I'm so jealous that like you don't like to sit around and do nothing it's more just the idea of like stopping yourself like even I know and I'm self-aware enough to know like if I start this dating show because I love watching shows I know like there goes my week because that's all I'll be thinking about that's where my energy will be so I like almost have to like trick my mind and choose not to like start a show because I know that'll happen so that I'm I have my energy for working out and just like doing other things it's really but, like obviously everything in moderation but I'm just saying like I know that I can have a personality where like I'll just want to sit and watch the show and not so, a lot like, of people are like you I find a lot of people will just sit and watch a show and it's fun and it's easy it's relaxing but I'm I've never sat down and watch the show because I know it's going to take away the time from something else. So I prefer being active, moving, uh, going out. For me, that's why I don't So watch. when you say when you say simple simple clean eating, can you give like some examples? I don't buy packaged food because I don't know what's in there. I don't know they control your salt and take your sugar and take and it doesn't really taste healthy for me. I don't feel good once I eat it. So I like to have to cook my own food. I know what I'm putting in there and I feel better. It feels good and that's what I'm feeding my family. So I've since always young- taken the time to do that. Since since the kids were small, I used to make their own baby food, uh, buy the fresh vegetables, puree them, feed them. I did everything myself. But I was a stay-at-home mom, so I was able to yeah, do that. Yeah, but I hate that you say that because I know, mom, that even if you weren't a stay-at-home mom, you were still doing 90% of it. I'm sorry. You would have woken up earlier, done that, then got ready for work. So, like, don't even say because you're a stay-at-home mom. That's well, your character. That's It is my you. character, but I want people to know that... Yeah, maybe it was easier for me. What's one thing you know now that you wish you knew back then? That it's going to be okay. Oh, that's cute. It's going to be okay. You live, you learn, you experience, and it makes you a better person. It's going to be okay. Don't be hard on yourself. I was always hard on myself. Didn't like my thighs. I didn't like my nose. I wanted to get my nose done. My thighs were too big, but I never concentrated on my my qualities i was just so focused on the the things that i didn't like that i forgot about my qualities so today i'm able to see that yeah i have the bigger thighs but i have nice abs yeah I, my nose i didn't get it fixed but i love my nose now so you learn to love yourself more and more as you get older i think yeah so don't be hard on yourself. You don't like your nose today, but you're going to love it later on. We're living in a different world. I'm on camera all the time. Like for me, if there's something that's bothering me, I want to get it fixed. Not everything, but certain things. But it's funny that you never liked your hips because everyone who meets liked- you is like, I love your hips. Oh, my God. You have the perfect curved body. And like I didn't have the curves. I mean, I and still I got says, a- For me, I never liked my curves. Never. I I always looked in the mirror and all I saw was those curves. I hated those curves. I always said, I just hope my daughter does not have my curves. And then she was blessed with the perfect body. You don't have the curves. You have the bumps, but not the curves. <laughs> so, yeah, I always, I, I always wanted to do liposuction when I was growing up. Did I ever tell you? No. That was my thing that I wanted to do the most because back then it was liposuction. So I wanted liposuction so badly well, to remove these hips. I'm so happy you didn't do that because I, I don't get my, what body you would you have. Know, like You know, like I never noticed that I have a small waist, that I have the nice abs. All I ever noticed was the big thighs that I hated. That's crazy. It's crazy, but I, I mean, it's still a working process. Don't get me wrong. I still am... Learning to love my curves, but it still took a long time. Thank you, Kim Kardashian <laughs> and J Lo. No, well, yeah, it's, it's it's it was really really well, bad. Don't get it twisted. Kim K paid for what you're trying to remove. Oh, really? No, no, she had that. I think. 
mom. She paid for what you want to get she removed. Added, but I think she had the. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess. And J Lo too, and you know what you hate the most about yourself today is going to be what you love the most about yourself later on. I mean, I don't know fully about that. Oh but... yes, yes, yes. It was a model that had the perfect body. I can't remember her name. And uh, the perfect figure. And she had um, breast cancer. She had a bisectomy. She removed both to her breasts. And today she says, I never felt more beautiful than I ever do right now because she's healthy. I want to talk a little bit about healthy lifestyle. So when you say simple foods, what do you mean by that? Just simple foods like... Uh, like walk us through a week of you having abs. Like just, but I feel like you don't stop yourself still from eating like bread and pasta. So... I eat everything, of course. I eat a little bit of everything within moderation. I don't have a sweet tooth. But walk us through a, a day in your life. Well, I'll have my egg in the morning with a slice of toast. Uh, I have um, very little for lunch. And then I have a nice big supper. Supper would be one night is chicken with uh, potatoes, rice, broccoli. There's always three, four vegetables. Mm-hmm. One night it could be salmon. Uh, one night is fish, shrimp. Because it's got a lot of protein. So I try to look with a lot of ingredients with a lot of protein. So what you make sure is that there's already the, uh, a lot of vegetables and... A lot of protein. A lot of protein. Okay. And then... So my suppers are uh, as early as possible. I don't like to have late suppers. And after I finish eating, I don't have anything else after that because I'm satisfied and I don't have that need to binge on anything. I'm satisfied and I don't eat till the next day, but... It's so normal for me. I just drink a lot of warm water or uh, teasans or teas, and I find that it keeps me satisfied till the next day. So, no, I don't eat binge. I notice a lot of people, after they have their suppers, they're still hungry. They're still binging. And I find if you eat a good, healthy supper, you're, you're good to go till the next day. I think the beginning process of it is hard, especially if you do binge. It takes a bit of time to, like readjust but I think you've been doing it for so many years that for you it comes so naturally but for sure it's definitely in the binging I think a lot of times people don't even realize I don't I didn't realize that people binge uh, so much I really didn't I thought that it was normal you have your supper and that was that Uh, but I noticed the people that are on a diet or that lose weight the first thing they do is they stop binging and that I guess is uh is a big thing. When you're buying uh, something prepackaged at the grocery store or, or anywhere, make sure that the first three ingredients are pure, that they're clean. Your first ingredients shouldn't be sugar, molasses, or sodium. It's just... I think that's interesting to state because a lot of times, too, what I learned is that the first three ingredients, if, if it's sugar or something that you cannot read, it's probably because it's even worse than sugar for you. So, like, those three first ingredients is what the item consists the most of. Exactly. So, if you see the, a lot of that, then you should definitely, like, that's one way to... Because the first ingredient is what there's most of in that product. Yeah. So, if you see sugar, you're like, hey... You know, how good could sugar be for you? So try to have something that's a cleaner product. But I think what you've definitely found is like an 80-20 rule where you won't deprive yourself from eating foods you want to, but then you'll just stop afterwards. That's right. I'll have a chocolate. I'll have a little bit. We live in a world now where, you know, a lot of people do lasers and you know, buy expensive creams. And I noticed that you've always kept it really simple. You've never got facials and your skin is like amazing well thank you but it just makes me think that like a lot of the things we think are good are a scam because i see through you that you don't use expensive creams you don't get facials and your skin is amazing by eating well you eat well of course you wash your face at night and you always have to use a, a some kind of a moisturizer i always use the moisturizer what do you use? on my face and on my body something very simple a vitamin e uh, vitamin A. Uh, uh, now I started using serum, but $20 serum because there's some serums that could go up to $200. Mm-hmm. But just a plain serum with hydro, hydrolonic acid, pure, simple. I think if you figure out your diet, then most things just kind of 
go hand after in hand and you fix figure, each other. You figure out what works for you, for sure. Somebody asked, were you scared to bring a child into this world? If so, why? I was for sure uh, afraid of the whole process of having a child, being pregnant, giving birth, for sure. It was all new to me, and I was scared to death, but I just let it happen and... You just uh, rolled with it. Rolled with it, and you just let your motherly instincts take over you. What's the most authentic thing you do? I think there's a lot of authentic things I do. I think you're too authentic. It's annoying sometimes. I think I'm like very honest. My friends know me as a very honest. If you ask me a question, you know you're going to get the real the real deal, the real answer, the real. And sometimes that gets me into trouble. Mm-hmm. What's your mom's opinion on a daughter dating a man way older than her? So what are your thoughts if I were to date a guy who is a lot older than uh, me, what, what do you think about that? I mean, I would prefer someone more your own age, but if that person makes you happy and you know what you're doing, who am I to judge? You are the number one to judge. Are you actually going to lie on this podcast? Be honest. Restart your answer. I mean, <laughs> you see it later on in life. So if you plan to have a lifetime with that person, you're going to know it's, there's a little bit of difference later on. So you're looking long term mm-hmm. for sure. What about Alessia makes you most proud? Uh, there's a lot of things. She's honest, caring, forgiving. Okay. Those are the things that make you very most- honest. For me, honesty is a big, big factor. I think that's why this podcast is still doing it. Honesty. Honesty. Okay. Honesty. So that's what you love the most about I'm not very comfortable with people that are not honest. Gotta say. Okay. That's fair. Gotta say. I agree with that completely. I just cannot uh, attach myself with anyone that's not authentic. Not honest. Not being real. Sorry. So guys, if you were wondering... Why I'm so amazing? I think what my mom's trying to say is... I think you're like that for sure. Maybe because we're both Aquarius. I don't know what it is, but... Okay, guys, um, we're two cameras down because this is the second time we film. I'm sweating. My mother is sweating. Um, And I'm not a sweater. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Me neither, but I've been like, I don't know, sweating these days. Um, I think we... I think we pretty much answered a lot of questions. Um, Mom, it was so fun having you on. Are you sure? To get a perspective on, you know, just your day and age and how love has changed and what to look for in partners. Is there anything else you want to say? I hope I was of some help. Of course, what works for me may not necessarily work for you, but little things here and there uh, goes a long way well guys thank you so much for listening to the x podcast don't forget to like follow and subscribe